Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship, and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome, my sweet pleasure seekers. For those of you who are new to this show, you'll probably find that you have just stepped into an entirely interesting universe with me on the pleasure zone. And if you have never listened, you might want to go back and check out some of the over 300 other shows that I've done over the last eight years. So I have just finished celebrating my eighth anniversary of the show that I started in July of 2014. And it's amazing to me because I have to say that the very first month that I put out shows, I thought, I don't know if I'm going to have enough to even talk about for two months. Like after my first month, I thought, I don't know, like, where do I go from here? This show literally began because of a conversation that I was having with two women one day at lunchtime, and the conversation was all about, actually all about fellatio, and I thought it was a very natural thing to have this conversation during lunch, so I did, and the conversation ended up being a lesson in how to give great fellatio, great blowjobs, whatever you want to call it without any pain in your neck or pain on your knees or how to get comfy and like enjoy it and have it be enjoyable for the person gifting and have it be enjoyable for the person receiving. And that conversation for me was just so natural. It's just part of how I speak. And as I've been told, I definitely overshare. <laughs> I'm, I am the TMI queen of the universe. I share it all because I figure why not? Somebody might benefit from it. So this show has been over eight years of TMI. <laughs> and if you don't know what that stands for, too much information. I definitely share too much of my own information about my personal life, about things that I've gone through. I also share stories that I never name names of my clients um, or people who have actually inspired the shows. But um, I do often use uh, friends and and clients, for examples, to be able to get some show topics out there. Because sometimes I get questions. I'm like, hey, I could talk about that for an hour. And this one happened to be uh, triggered off from several things. So last week, uh, you might have been in on the conversation about um, erectile dysfunction and getting out of the de depression of erectile dysfunction when the the guest um, spoke about Caretza. And I thought, oh, I haven't actually spoken specifically about Caretza before. I've tapped into some things around slow sex before. Nicole Daydone, if you're familiar with her work, uh, she is from One Taste. She is the person who 
brought to the world Oming, which is orgasmic meditation, which is one of the first episodes that I ever had on the show. In the very first few months, I had someone come in and talk about one taste, about orgasmic meditation. And what a gift. Orgasmic meditation is fabulous um, to check out. You can find YouTube videos on it. And it does come very much in line with, um, it very much comes in line with all the things that we're talking about today, about slow sex. So really about being present with bodies, right? So I love talking about this stuff. Now, for those of you who do like to do research and maybe you've gone in and you've looked up the word caretta since the last show or maybe you knew the word beforehand, uh, one of the things that is funny to me is when people reinvent things that have existed for thousands of years. And the word caretta, even though it's Italian um, and meaning caress, it was apparently discovered and rediscovered and all of these things, like the history of it's quite funny. So the history of Caretta itself was recorded in a book called The Caretta Method in 1931 by sex theorist J. William Lloyd. And according to Lloyd, he was um, it was actually the Quaker doctor Alice B. Stockham who was responsible for naming the practice. Um, and it became popular with the Quaker movement in the U.S. But he also wrote that it was popular in Oneida, New York. And if you're not familiar with Oneida, if you've ever heard of Oneida silverware, that comes from Oneida, New York. Why do I know that? It's because my mom had this crazy thing for history. She was really into the Oneida, really into Quakers and Shakers. So I have some really weird background information on that. But yes, Oneida, they made Oneida silverware. Oneida silver and stuff. Yeah, anyhow. So in, um, and they were like a group like the Quakers and Shakers. They were, you know, just communities trying to make a living doing the best they can. And so Alice Stockham wrote that, um, that it was, Alice Stockham created it as more popular, but Prior to that, a man named John Humphrey Noyes, who was part of the Oneida group in New York, uh, claims to have discovered this in 1844. Now, I have to say it's a claim to discovery because slow sex has been around for thousands of years. Thousands, right? So if you are a practitioner of Caretta, I'm so sorry to bust your bubble. This is thousands of years old. However, if you love the word Caretta and you like because it sounds nice and it's fun to sound like you're Italian, go for it. Just know that these things are not new. These are ancient, ancient Eastern practices that go way back. They go way back to things like uh, the times of different practices with uh, Tai Chi, different practices with Qigong. Uh, there is sexual Qigong. There is there are practices, if you think about Tai Chi in and of itself, the slow movements of Tai Chi, you can imagine what that's like to incorporate that kind of slow, deliberate movement and contact with your body and with other bodies into a sexual practice. So these things uh, definitely have 
there are sexual components to a lot of these teachings, and these teachings are very old. There are teachings that go back literally thousands of years. So everything that we're talking about today, if you've heard about it uh, from the perspective of Tantra, if you've heard about it from the perspective of like sexual Qigong, if you've heard of it from the perspective of Karetta, yes, every single one of them is valid, but let's be real, this is, this is not new. This is something that people, as they were developing, this is my thought on it, is as people were developing more spiritual practices, they also wanted to incorporate all things in their life as a spiritual practice, including sex. So sex was no longer something that was just like the bonobo monkeys jumping around, getting it on like the amazing sexual beasts they are. But, you know, we kind of evolved a bit and we, we were like, oh, if we can take time to meditate and sit down and pray or, you know, taking time for many things that, that uh, we did as we started to develop spiritual practices from all areas of the world. As we started to slow down, we started to incorporate all things like sex into our lives. That is fully what I am aware of. Now, have I found that specific quote somewhere? No, I haven't. That's just my awareness. But it it appears to me to be super logical in that when I look at the development of spiritual practices and when I look at when these other things have come into practice as well, they very much coincide with each other. So why would we leave out our genitals as spiritual beings? We've come into this life with bodies that include sexual organs. And for those of you who were born with vulvas out there, and if you were born with vulvas and you happen to also be born with a clitoris, you were born with an organ that was specifically designed for pleasure and it only to date has been found to have one purpose and that purpose is solely for pleasure. Isn't it wild that we would have a body part that is solely designed for pleasure? Penises are not solely designed for, designed for pleasure. They're also designed as a way to excrete urine as well. So they have, they're multi-purpose which is amazing too, not knocking the penises in the world. But definitely there's something magic about clitorises. 8,000 nerve endings were designed, absolutely designed for pleasure. Why would we not sit back and find ways to have even more of it, more regularly, more steadily, and in different ways? We're designed for pleasure. Why would we... It's like this. If we're, yeah, so if we're designed for pleasure, why would we just go, that should only last five to seven minutes. We're designed for it, which we seem to be designed for it. Now, if we're designed for pleasure, how much of your time in your life would you like to actually set aside and invest in your pleasure? More than five to seven minutes a few times a week? Well, I certainly hope so, because... There is something so magical about having time dedicated towards, specifically towards pleasure, having the time to do whatever you need to do as you and your lover, either you're unwinding, doing different things, 
to be with each other. And I'll talk about some of the things that you can incorporate into your slow sex practice to make it enjoyable. Because as much as I can tell you some of the benefits of it, there are many benefits of slow sex. It's also super helpful to know what does it mean? How do you slow down? Does it mean I'll never have an orgasm again? Because so many men um, get really freaked out about the thought that, what, what do you mean, slow down? What do you mean this caress thing with, like, no orgasms? What's the point of having sex if there's no orgasms? What? You mean it has to be about my lover, too? What? There's a bit of a tailspin that happens, a bit of a mind bend that happens. Yes, it is about your lover, too, and it includes you, too. So it's not... It's not just about you giving up all sense of your pleasure. For anybody who's choosing slow sex, you are not denying pleasure. You are actually allowing pleasure to be extended. So let's look at it in terms of like food. If somebody delivers to you a fantastic cake, um, so one of my top favorite cakes, I have two really super top favorite cakes in the world, and one is a Dobosch tort, which is from Hungary, and the other one is a Sacher tort, which is from, from Austria. I love those cakes. I If I ate them daily, I would weigh 500 pounds easily, but I could eat them daily, but I choose not to. <laughs> so they're my favorite, and when I get to actually eat them, which is so freaking rare, I will they are the things that I will probably eat the slowest in the world of anything that I eat because I want to enjoy every single second of them. There are other things when I'm eating that I just kind of eat because it's like, all right, I'm going to get through the day and I need some food. Now, what I'd like to do, though, is take my eating habits to the level of Carezza where it's like slowly enjoying them being present with every bit. Now, I don't do that every day, I have to admit, but I think it would be marvelous to be that. And I know that I am that for certain foods that I'm just so excited to be around and to experience. And if you have a lover that you like to be around and experience, wouldn't it be lovely to just show that to them through some experiences and practices with slow sex, enjoying them like a beautiful morsel of cake? Maybe enjoying them like a beautiful wine. Enjoying them is key. Enjoying yourself in the midst of enjoying them. Doesn't that sound lovely? Like how much does your body feel excited about the idea that you could be so turned on by, well, food, I'm sure, (laughs) but by your lover that you want to just have them is so delicious, like enjoying their fluids even, like getting like, say like a dessert spoon and going into their vagina and like taking out those juices and licking them like they are succulent juices of nectar and enjoying them like they are the most delicious flavors that ever existed. How amazing would it be for you and your body to receive that somebody enjoys you that much? What an amazing gift, is it not? Let's think about that. 
and just feel how your body might respond to something that fun and wild as if you are an amazing dessert being thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, we're going to talk more about some fun, fun things around slow sex, how we can connect with our lovers, how we can have more presence with ourselves while we're in the presence of our lovers, how you can do that with your clothes on and your clothes off and all the things in between. And what if it does not even lead to to any penetration? How do you have sex without penetration? Well, this is the energetics of it, isn't it? We'll get into that. You are listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own Pleasure Zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we are seeking pleasure in a slow very focused way, very much a different way of having sex in terms of what's going on a lot that I hear from people. I hear a lot of complaints from women, especially to say, well, why would I want to have sex with my husband when it's like five, ten minutes and then bam, it's all about him. And basically I am a jerk off sleeve. I agree. Um, and to the guys out there who have lovers and you've turned into the jerk-off sleeve, like whoever feels like they are being the jerk-off sleeve, I'm feeling for you because bodies want more than that. Yes, sometimes you might want to let off a little bit of steam, but sometimes you want some oxytocin in there too. You don't just want the rewards hormones kicking in. You also want the oxytocin kicking in, that happy, feel-good hormones. We love those, Yeah. 
So, yeah, we want some of those, not just the dopamine, the dopamine as rewards. We want the oxytocin of happiness coming in. How are we going to get that? How are we going to get those oxytocin beautiful energies coming in? So what do we know about oxytocin? Well, one of the things that um, I have in my happiness hormones club, for those of you who want to learn how to get more happiness hormones in your life, I have a happiness hormones club that you can absolutely purchase um, it is on teachables.com. It's $40 Canadian. And if you are interested, send me a message and I will send you a link. Um, we will very shortly, in the next month or so, have that link up and available on Inspired Choices Network on my host page. So that will be an easy clickable link. Also, will be still $40 for four amazing lessons of how to get your happiness hormones back on track. But in the meantime, what do we know about our happiness hormone oxytocin is that we gain that a lot from touch. People, people's peoples out there who have maybe been away from other people for a while and maybe your body hasn't had the experience of too much oxytocin. It's a great one to get. I mean, you can give yourself some oxytocin too through touch, but but truly it comes out of your body more when the touch is from somebody else. So cuddles are one of the easiest ways to get that caresses, as in caress, caretta, the slowness of it, allows your body to slow down, just feel loved, loved. Loved is an amazing experience because so much of it is we often might feel like we, as if you are feeling like you are the jerk-off sleeve, then there isn't a lot of love going on. There's a lot of maybe anger that needs to come out, um, unexpressed emotion that's coming out through orgasm, um, different healing that needs to occur that's coming out through orgasm as well, you know, frustration, anxiety, all of that. But you know what happens when you orgasm your fear, your anger, your anxieties into your lover, any body that picks that up, whatever body receives that that energy through the thrusting, through the connection, when your body is angry, anxiety ridden, or you know, any of those feelings, if that person has any ounce of awareness, they pick it up, they will take it on. So they need to actually learn methods to be able to let that go if they are going to be having sex. If you are having sex with somebody who's angry, frustrated, or whatever, and you love them and you don't want to let them go, disconnect with me so that you can also learn some methods on how to let their energy out of your body so that you are a vessel and it moves through you and you are not holding on to that. That is not your shit to hold on to. But... If you are with your lover who is calm, who is in the energy of adoration of you and of themselves, if they are feeling like excited to see you, they have sort of uh, they have they have just this air about them where they're just like so grateful that you're alive. What? What an amazing energy that is to receive in your body through touch or even penetration if it goes that far. Now that's an energy that's a super gift to bodies to feel like you are 
adored, loved, ah, all of it, receiving that energy. Because ever knowing it in your life, you can tap into it again. And you can receive it over and over and over again. It's such a blessing. And if you've never received it ever in your life, then there are ways that you can receive that. Sometimes it's, you know, finding the lover that will do that. Sometimes it's finding somebody who is professional as a somatic sexual body worker who can gift you that in a non-attached way so that that's not that you have to feel like you're in love, but you can feel that your body is sensing love with on no conditions attached to it, but that your body can also relax and receive and let go. So some amazing work out there in the world that's being offered. All right. So Caretza. How fun is Caretza? Well, one of the things that makes Caretza fun is because of the adoration and the sweetness and the kindness to the bodies and the closeness that you can achieve uh, with your partner. Just like any practice like um, Tantra, the closeness becomes so intense. The energy, the shared energy between the two people is so dynamic that you can actually get orgasms just from looking at each other. You can actually just get orgasms from each other's presence. Yep, you can hear that again. When you have that kind of deep trust, deep vulnerability with somebody where your body is allowed to be feeling the sense of freedom with no judgment. It feels like it's total allowance of showing up. And the person has total gratitude for you showing up, and you have total gratitude for them showing up. There is an intimacy that is so undeniable that your body will just start to sense that all those connections and all that orgasmic energy and it can actually start to pulse and it can expand that energy of the pulse and your body can feel full body orgasms just from the presence of the person who adores you, vice versa. If you adore them back and then your body just has that amazing response. It's such a gift. So when we're talking about the idea of slow sex, it's very different than traditional intercourse, where like intercourse, I'm going to call it intercourse specifically because it's such a traditional word, um, that like sexual intercourse, it feels logical and it feels like something that the nurse in grade eight talked to you about. This is what you do for sexual intercourse. I'm going to use those words because the energy matches that fashion of uh, having sex. So there, and this is why we've, you know, over time invented words for other kinds of sex. Like we've invented slow sex to define that it's different than the regular sex. We've also created words like caressa to describe that this is different than what other people are doing. Tantra is different than regular sex. It's different. Why? Because there is a closeness that comes in with it that's very different than just regular getting your rocks off and your socks off 
sometimes you don't even get time to get your socks off, just you get your rocks off. So <clears throat> it's not, it doesn't have to be a hard thing, this slow sex. And I, I know I mentioned before that it does kind of, it can kind of scare people off a bit because they're like put off by the idea that, oh my God, what am I going to do if I don't have an orgasm? Am I going to walk around blue balled? Am I going to walk around with um, a congested vulva? Like what's going to happen? You're going to be fine. Why? Because your body is going to experience that energy in a different way, and it won't be concentrated in your genitals. It's going to actually experience that energy through your whole body, through your whole being. It's going to be different. So we are kind of naturally biologically driven. If you look at animals, we are biologically driven to just have sex fast and get it over with, get or done. Um, the bonobos, though, they're kind of unique in that they also do have sex for pleasure, but they're probably the only ones, and they just have sex all the time. <laughs> but so far, a lot of studies on animals have not indicated that other than humans and bonobos, there aren't really any other animals so far that indicate that sex is for pleasure. But we have clitorises in human anatomy. That clitoris, my friends, is designed for pleasure. Let's have fun with it. Now, I'm going to give you some scenarios with the clitoris. Here's an idea. If somebody just goes at your clitoris hard and fast for, you know, and just sticks the hand down your pants, goes hard and fast, and has an expectation that you're supposed to have an orgasm in three, two, one, how unattractive is that? Now, another scenario, which is one that's taught, um, and I'm just like briefly going to give you a lowdown on the one that's taught from the one taste, people who do oming, is that there is an experience of connecting with the vulva, where you open your legs, and your lover looks at your vulva, they talk about it, talk about the color, talk about what they see, look you in the eye, talk about admiration of it, and then it's slow and it's deliberate and it's 15 minutes of stroking, stroking in different ways in order for you to actually feel connection, their finger through your clitoris, and guess where those nerve endings go? Right to your brain right to that brain center that lets you know that you are happy, orgasmic, and alive. Those slow connections help your body to slow down, receive, and build the energy more and more and more so that it becomes like a thousand times more enjoyable than just having your regular quickies. Quickies can be fine if you have some energy that you need to burn off, but that is not the sole purpose. It can be so much more if you allow it to be. So we're going to head to our next commercial break as I get myself all excited talking about this. Go to our next commercial break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. 
On the Pleasure Zone Radio Show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. For those of you who are just tuning in, today we're talking about the benefits of slow sex. And to kind of give you an idea, I wanted to give you a bit of history and mystery behind slow sex, why it works, what it's, you know, where it's kind of come from. And some of the more modern terms that are being used for slow sex as well, like caretza. Uh, sometimes also things like neo-tantra as well can be in there. Tantra and there's neo-tantra and there's all kinds of great, amazing words. And slow sex is one of them too. So uh, there's an author of a book called Slow Sex, Nicole Daydon, who was also the person who brought the awareness of the oming to the world, the orgasmic meditation, deliberate stroking of the genitals. So it started off with deliberate stroking of clitorises, and she did a lot of studies on the effects of that on the on the body. And then there is stroking also for those with penises. So there you go. So what um, what some of the people recommend who are like Karatsa experts, they recommend that you try the method of Karatsa for a few weeks just, just to see how you feel and just to see the effect on your body. And I really like the idea of taking it as a three-week practice because there's sort of an idea around like 21 days creates a new habit. And so I like that idea too that even the experts of Karatsa recommend doing a three-week practice of this. And 
it does sound like it must like wow that could take a lot of work but it's three weeks of possibly like an hour a day of being with your lover and being specifically dedicated to their pleasure and your pleasure and vice versa and being present with them and their body and touching and bonding bonding with your lover for three weeks on a daily basis. If you really enjoy your lover, then I would think that that would light your body up and get your body really excited to do. If you're not really into your lover, then three weeks of deliberate bonding might really turn you off. For me, this is an amazing gauge to find out how interested you are in your lover if you're willing to put in an hour a day for bonding, it can be at night before bed, have a you know some mood lighting going so you're not totally in darkness, but it's where you can see each other still. So you can look in each other's eyes, so you can do eye gazing. And there's so many other things you can do. Now remember that if you are going to go for, you know, separation, one of the things to remember is that it's not about having the end goal target of coming, having ejaculation. It's not the end goal target. The end goal target is bonding. So what are some things that we need as human beings to bond? Well, you'll find that some of them are really basic. There are things that we do with babies in order to bond. One of them is to smile. Smile at babies all the time, right? But we forget to smile at adults. And when was the last time you smiled at your lover? Maybe days, weeks, years? And especially smile and make eye contact. Allow them to know that you are present and you love them. And you're smiling. You're grateful for them. Now, some people have a hard time looking you in the eye. And so try not to make them wrong for that. They might have, they might be... Have, they might be on the autism spectrum, and so looking you directly in the eye could be very uncomfortable for them. So if that's the case, please don't shame your lover if they are on the spectrum. Um, just know that there might be other ways for them. And, and a lot of these bonding techniques may be very strange for people who are on the spectrum. too. So then also know that you need to modify things and have communication with your lover because communication is really important. So one of the things too with bonding is to actually listen. Listen to what they're saying. Listen to the intonations of what your lover is saying. Listen to the tone and the pitch of their voice. And for some people, again, this is something that is you have to actually learn how to understand. And for some people, it comes very naturally to understand the tone and the pitch and then the different vibration behind what they're saying. So it can take practice. And for some people, it's very, very tricky. Again, that's usually like if you're on the spectrum, that might be tricky for you. And that's okay. Work with it in your own way in your own time. Another thing for bonding is to make skin. And this is something that when a baby is born, skin-to-skin -skin contact is one of the key things bonding. You know, a babe is placed on, on usually the bare chest of the mother, but not always. 
um, could be the father, could be somebody, but there's always a, a feeling of skin to skin. And it's actually something that for a long time when children were being adopted out, they wouldn't even allow the skin to skin contact because they know how powerful it is. So people weren't even allowed to have that so that the bonding wouldn't start. Also, just smiling at your partner randomly and giving compliments out of nowhere is a great way to also create bonding. And them in the eyes for a few moments, even if you get a little uncomfortable, you'll get used to it after time. Looking people in the eye is very interesting these days, especially after a few years of COVID when we couldn't look at people's mouths and we, we all we could really see on their face, because the only thing that wasn't covered was the eyes, we could see their eyes. And have you noticed that maybe you're averting your eyes more than usual now? Or maybe you are actually paying more attention and you are looking at people more deliberately in the eyes. Even with people you don't know, even if you look at into the eyes of the person at the grocery store who is a cashier, Take a moment and see if they will connect with you just out of curiosity, see how it feels. This is not like about having slow sex with them, but it's about checking your comfort level with looking somebody in the eyes. Bet you there's a little bit of discomfort in every single one of us. And whatever percentage that is, whether it's 0.5% or 100%, there's usually some level of discomfort, but you can practice it with people that you don't really know just to see how you feel about it. And also, one of the things is to, on a daily basis, let go of anywhere that you're holding on to grudges or judgment or, you know, if, if you're keeping track and score of who's right and who's wrong, let that stuff go. It is not worth it. If you don't know how to let it go, please connect with me and I can do some coaching with you. I can either do relationship coaching or sex and intimacy coaching because it is part of intimacy as well being able to let go of the things that you know are where you are sure that you're right like would you rather be right or happy i love that saying because it's just not worth it to hold on to those things one of the practices from tantra is to begin to synchronize your breathing and learning how to synchronize your breathing and actually take it a step further too and do intentional like somatic breath work with a lover. But let's just start with synchronizing your breathing and then you can move into deeper things where you can begin to heal with a lover. And kissing too, lips contact, another great one. And you can hold your lover, hold their whole body. You can press you know, have their head pressed against your chest. You can spoon your partner. You can make pleasure noises like, mm. Don't moan and groan. Be real about them. Don't make them pornographic noises because people know when you're faking a moan. So be real with your moans. Be real with your groans. Say your lover's name. That's always nice too. Or if you have like a sexy like nickname for them use that just know that you are with them 
because sometimes when you don't say your lover's name, they might think, well, maybe they're fantasizing about somebody else or something. So say their name. It's sexy. Say their nickname for you. What you know? Say whatever that is. You know, say say the names. Also, touch strokes like stroking their hair, stroking their bum, their back, like stroking parts of the body that aren't necessarily always geared to towards like direct pleasure, right? So, stroking nipples can be beautiful, and at the same time. It can also be something where it's like there's an expectation energy behind it. So coming into this with the intent of bonding, not the intent of ejaculation, is key. Even the intent of bonding with your lover and not necessarily giving them an orgasm is key. Just being with each other until your bodies are so relaxed that they're actually breathing synchronously without even trying. You can do things like massage or... I you know, a lot of people like massage, but I I actually prefer like energetic touch. And if you know anything about blueprint touch work, um, there are five like specific touches. When we talked about them on a show, I don't know what year that was. A couple of years ago, we talked about the blueprints. They're amazing work. If you watched the Netflix special called Sex, Love, and Goop on the on Netflix, there is the woman who was. Her name is Jalala. No, her name is not Jalala. That's somebody else I'm thinking of. Anyhow, can't remember her name right off the bat, but um, she is a she's on that network special, that Netflix special, and she does blueprint uh, blueprint touch. So it's cool to know what it is because you can work with that and bring that into your slow sex practice. Well, all of the the different blueprints of touch. Listen to your lover's heartbeat, or you can just feel them. For me, I love smelling my partner. Um, there's something that I love. I love to just like slowly sniff. That can be part of it too. It's using all of your senses to connect your lover, and the senses that you find really get your body happy and turned on. Use those the most. Oh, you can use them the most. All right, so. We're heading into our next commercial break. When we return, we're going to talk more about the benefits of slow sex. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. 
You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email. Info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. So today we have been talking about sex. And first we kind of got into the bit of the history of it. Then we got into a little bit of some of the things that we sex really has to do more than anything. It has to do with bonding. It doesn't have to do with orgasms. That's that orgasms won't happen. It's that they won't necessarily happen in the same way. And I want I want to be really clear here because the writings about this are, I don't think, accurate. I call it. Because they keep on referring to it as orgasms are for men are specifically supposed to be off the table but orgasmic energy the build up of energy is the orgasm but people often miscall it and they they call what 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 is actually a climax is what people call an orgasm but the orgasm is the building energy so I know I'm not the only one who knows that in the world, but I do know that it's often, often misidentified, and it's um, kind of frustrating because it gives people the wrong impression. Absolutely have full-body orgasms different than a climax. Where there's a climax, then there's a drop in energy right after. Where there's orgasmic energy, it's building and building, and it can actually be sustained. Um, and, that, and the building of it, the building of that energy can also be sustained so that it's just exponentializing all the time on a daily basis. It just grows and grows and grows. Different than a climax where you get all pent up and you're like, oh, oh, and then boom, it's gone. That is what happens usually with sex is that it has a top end and it has a very big drop end. So, yeah, orgasmic energy is the buildup. So, what are some of the benefits, right? We often don't even think about, like, what could what could this do for our bodies other than letting out some happy hormones like oxytocin and sometimes dopamine because you're like, I hit my goal, I had a climax, um, what people are calling orgasms, but, yes, I had a climax. <laughs> so, other things that can be healed are can also be things like, like when your body is being adored, it will start to actually heal things on really deep levels. So it was this weekend I was at an amazing uh, weekend called the Goddess Portal. My cousin was a co-creator um, and also one of the people who did all the organizing for it. And I had the honor of working on bodies there. There was like 60 women and I got to work on a few bodies because was, it was only for one weekend. Um, but the bodies, when they actually have presence, adoration, with no target goal of of having to be penetrated, so many women's bodies are so used to being turned on for the specific purpose of being utilized as a jerk-off sleeve for somebody else's pleasure, that when your body is allowed to be turned on with no requirement other than to be turned on, it will actually start to move. Bones will actually move because I feel bones move under my hands. Things will actually go back into place. 
So your pelvis is out of place. It will start to go back into place sometimes. Sometimes if your uterus is prolapsed, it will start to go back into place. If your bladder is pushing down, it will start to shift. Or if you have like really bad PMS, or you know, even for men, like prostatitis or urethritis, like all these things begin to heal because we're taking pressure off of performance. We're taking pressure off of a lot of things. The body can relax. The body can heal. Oxytocin can be amazing for relaxing and receiving. And what happens when the body relaxes? The body sleeps well. And when the body sleeps well, it heals. When your body is on overdrive and it's in competition mode, it does not heal. And sex has become a competition. Who is going to get off faster and harder and more? And it, it's become like such an incredibly competitive sport, actually, I would call it, because it's not, it's not about bonding. It's become a sport. And people are like wanting to know who wins the gold, who's had the most sex partners, who's done it the longest for the fastest and how many different millions of ways. There has not been a competition for bonding. I have not heard anybody go, wow, I just had the deepest bonding experience with that person that I feel like I know exactly who I am when I'm in their presence and I know exactly who they are when I'm in their presence. Yeah, I don't hear any of that going on. I would love to hear that going on, but I don't hear that going on. I hear I hear more things about the competition, even for men having competitions with themselves, not amongst themselves, but with their own selves. Like, oh yeah, I did that like with that woman like three times in a weekend. And, like their own brains are screaming nonsense, total nonsense. None of their brains are screaming, wow, I had this like amazing, well, not none of them. They're absolutely, they're absolutely men, women, and non-binary people out there under all banners of all flags, trans people, absolutely, there are few among us who are actually bragging about bonding. <laughs> but for the most part, no, we're bragging about things like squirting and the hardness and the fastness and the how much of it. I beg of you and your bodies to start to get more connected with yourselves and each other so that you can heal on all these levels that you've never even considered that could be healed with things like connection to each other. You learn to connect with yourself and you learn to connect with others. You'll connect with everything in the entire Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.